Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds back in the studio. Halfway point of the week and the drama in the golf world continues. It's now Tiger's turn to give his two cents on the Live Tour. And what exactly did he say? And it was more than two cents. It was like about uh, $200 worth. He went after this. I was a little surprised. Now, now keep in mind, I'm a reporter. I'm neutral. Not even into this. Don't really have an identification with it. But what he said was right on. He went after the individuals, and it's and it's just a handful, who have gone over to that Live Tour, and he said, hey, you're turning your back on the people who got you started in this game. And it's not like you're poverty-stricken. You have turned your back simply for the money. Is that the right thing to do? He went after them, and then he went after the golf tour itself, the Live Tour, and said, what is the purpose in playing? Everybody gets paid. So what is your motivation why should you even bother go out and practice or, or even give your best effort? Why? You're going to get paid. Is that the kind of competition you want? That isn't competition. That's an exhibition, which is exactly what the Commissioner Monahan said. It kind of echoed his whole viewpoint. But coming from Tiger Woods, who is the biggest voice in all of golf and has been now for 25, 30 years, I thought that was very impacting. And whether or not it has any effect on some of the others who've decided to, hey, I got a chance to get some money here. Whether or not that has an effect, I don't know. But he was rather adamant yesterday in his uh, comments. Now, they're getting ready, of course, for the British Open. But over and above all that, it uh, I found them to be very striking comments. Yeah, and but I mean, it's 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 easy for him to say that because he's worth more money than you and I will ever see in a thousand lifetimes. However, it is, though... It's very, it's very, very telling of who Tiger Woods is as far as what's more important to him, the money or the competition. Keep this in mind. I don't think this made any difference, but keep this in mind. When the Live Tour went after Woods, they offered him more money to join that tour than he has ever made in his career. Now, we're talking almost a billion dollars. Well, but still, Saudi Arabian government him, can afford that yeah, sort of thing. But again, to him, it, the, I mean, you Money's great and all that stuff, but to him, it's obviously about the competition. You see what he's done after the wreck, trying to come back and all that stuff. He didn't need to do that at all. But, Mike, that's the whole purpose. Yeah, absolutely. That's why you're in athletics. Yeah, absolutely. It's that driving force that some of those guys are just insane about. All right, so let's switch gears here. Uh, time difference. We've <laughs> kind of discussed how this is going to work uh, at midnight till 3 in the morning. If you are a night owl, you get to watch the British Open. <laughs> in, in many respects, you do. And by the time we're on the air tomorrow morning, there should be a rather substantial leaderboard. Not everybody. Some will still be waiting to tee off. But case in point, Phil Mickelson, for instance. And this is central time we're talking about now. He tees off at 1.30 a.m., and that's on the Peacock Network. That Peacock has it until 3 o'clock, and then USA Network takes over until the next day. John Daly, Bryson DeChambeau, 1.56 a.m. That's right before 2 a.m., folks. 2 a.m.? Moi? Getting up to watch some golf? I don't think so, thank you. Rory McIlroy, shortly before 4 a.m., Here's a guy I am interested in seeing, Will Zalatoris. He's not a big name. He is a tremendously good golfer. He will tee off at 4.20 a.m. Will Zalatoris was here two years ago at Highland Springs playing on the uh, minor league tour, mm -hmm. and now he has morphed into a tremendous golfer. Number one golfer in the world, Scotty Scheffler, 
He tees off shortly before 7.30 a.m. and Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is reserved right up until the key TV time. He'll tee off shortly before 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. So everybody will get a chance to see these. Well, at least the later ones. I guarantee you, you and I aren't getting up at 2 to watch that. (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, I'll let you figure out what happened and let me know the next day. Uh, So three years ago tonight, crazy play in baseball. Batter steals first base. How can that happen? I mean, baseball, that, once you know this better than most, I don't even know why I'm saying it to you, but after working with the Cardinals for so long, you know, being seeing the, the crazy things that can happen in a ball game day to day, that just, it just, there's always something new. Well, this is an anomaly in a way, and it was three years ago today that it did happen, and a player stole first base. Now, how can that happen? First of all, The Atlantic League is independent baseball. That means there's no affiliation with anything in the major leagues other than the agreement that the Atlantic League, which is the best of the independent leagues in America, signed an agreement to say, hey, we'll, yeah, you can use some of your experimental rules in our league and we'll test them and see how they're going to work out. (laughs) This was one of them. It happened three years ago, actually tonight. The Southern Maryland Blue Crabs are playing in their game. They probably have uh, 2,500, 3,000 people watching the game. And the batter early in the game is Tony Thomas. Uh, he's up there, and the pitcher pitcher throws a wild pitch. Very high and outside, goes all the way back to the screen. That's ball, obviously, ball two, ball three, whatever it was. Wait a minute, Tony Thomas is running to first base. What is this? One of the experimental new rules. And that is, and I, I doubt very much, Mike, that That'll this ever comes to the, the up to the four. But the rule was, anytime there's a wild pitch thrown, you can take off from the batter's box. Now, the catcher, if he gets it, can throw you out. But you can also steal first base. And that's how it happened. So it's a bit of an uh, irony and an anomaly, but it did happen. In those uh, situations where you got runners on second or third, or even first, really, for that matter, that'd be an important rule to have because then you're going to move those runners and the catcher's got to make a choice and probably not the right one. Well, and as a matter of fact, that's a very good point that you bring up because on any wild pitch, of course, a runner yeah, can run. Yeah, they're taking off. That's, yeah. that's a universal But having rule. that guy steal first is going to just make things even harder for that catcher to decide, so... Interesting stuff, but like I said, there's no way in hell that's happening in the majors. <laughs> but I've eaten crow before. We'll see what happens now. So Cardinals-Dodgers, pretty big test for St. Louis last night. Did they pass? Yeah, they did. Get a 7-6 to win over Los Angeles in a really interesting baseball game. Dodgers are a very, very good baseball team. Cardinals got a lead in this game of 6-1. to They're up on the Dodgers 6-1. to Hey, this is the Dodgers now, and they're very good. And they have Freddie Freeman on their team who is just tearing the cover off the ball. He was 3-for-4 last night. Anyway, anyway, the Dodgers make a comeback, and it's 6-5 to five in the seventh inning. And Los Angeles loads the bases with nobody out. Oh, boy, they're about to put the Cardinals down under. Didn't score a run. Did not score a run. Packy Norton, he's the guy the Cardinals picked up. I don't want to say off the scrap heap, but pretty close to it. Little kid from the Los Angeles Angels, looks like he's 10 years old, gets out of the jam. He gets out of it by hook and crook, a couple of fly balls to the outfield that weren't quite deep enough to score a runner from third base. The Dodgers didn't want to take a chance in having somebody thrown out at home, so they held the runners, and then the uh, final batter struck out with the bases loaded. Oh, ooh, that's not good. Six to five, and they just blew a lead li- or blew an advantage like this. Sure enough, Cardinals came back and scored another run, made it seven to five. 
go into the ninth inning. And Los Angeles comes back with a run, and it's a Freeman home run. And the score is 7-6, to six, and that's how it ended. Cardinals won it 7-6. to six. The Cardinals play, are playing better. They're hitting the ball. That's the key. But, hey, Los Angeles is a really good, solid baseball team, and that's the rhythm of baseball. You're not going to win everything in sight. No, you're right, but uh, you also don't get lucky every time. No. And you definitely need to uh, make sure you win every single time, and uh, Lady Luck isn't always there to watch. All right, how about the Royals and Cardinals? They have Lady Luck watching them. The Kansas City Royals did not. Detroit Tigers, well, the Royals had a lead, and Tigers came back and beat them by a score of 7-5, to five, and these are two teams that aren't going anywhere. I think the, the uh, one of the factors behind these two teams is do they have anybody who the other teams want? Because this is a showcase now prior to the trading deadline. So indeed, I think the, the games are competitive, of course. But nonetheless, Detroit comes away with a 7-5 win over Kansas City. Springbirds do get a win. The Springbirds are playing the Tulsa Drillers. Tulsa is the Los Angeles Dodgers double-A farm club. And how about this for irony? Springbirds win by the same score as the Cardinals won. That's crazy. Seven to six. The the pitching by Springfield is getting a whole lot better. They're they're on a winning streak and they're playing well in the second half of the season, folks. The Texas League is divided. It's halves, and in the second half, the Springbirds are playing quite well. So uh, get out and see them. It's a very good baseball. You're seeing a couple of great prospects down here, if not everybody. And uh, certainly worth your time to get out and watch them play. Bodes well for the future, too, Cardinals baseball, when you see that pitching staff start to kind of do what they need to do because it's been a scary pitchy situation in uh, St. Louis for the last few seasons, in my opinion. Last but not least, we're all having a happy hour tomorrow night at the Blue Room Comedy Club. You, me, Dan and Hughes, Mitch Holtis, and a bunch of Chiefs fans. Should Kicking be a lot of season. fun. Oh, it is every year. This is a really good little preseason, pre-preseason look at what Kansas City is going to do. We've talked about it many times. Mitch is an encyclopedia of Kansas City Chiefs football and knows everything backwards and forwards. He preaches the gospel. It's uh, Everything is optimistic, as you might expect. Then to have Danon Hughes, his uh, assessor, so to speak, his... A color commentator, he'll be down here, and Danon is really, really good. Of course, this is not Danon's first time down here. He's part of the Missouri Valley Conference broadcasting team, so he's been down here for both football and basketball in the past. But a very articulate spokesman. You'll enjoy the both of them. And the Blue Room Comedy Club, which is a new venue this year, well, hey, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Tell the folks where it is located, number one, and number two, what time everything's Uh We'll probably start doing VIP stuff around five, and then um, it's downtown, kind of right right near that free parking garage off of Campbell and College in that area over there. Also, I uh, want to mention that Mitch will tell you that he calls this the unofficial Chiefs <laughs> kickoff party. He might call other things in other places the same thing, but I'll tell you right now, nobody else does anything like this, even in Kansas City. So being so close to the beginning of uh, training camp, um, these guys have been around OTAs. They have full access to the team. They'll be able to tell us what the new offensive weapons have looked like so far, some of the new D guys, the rookies. Because Mitch is very, very involved in that. So uh, it's always great to hear him. And you get to have a whiskey and uh, Coke with Ned Reynolds on a Thursday night. It'd be whiskey and water. Whiskey and water, (laughs) whatever. I'll have vodka club soda. Either way, we're both drinking tomorrow, and I'll see you then, sir.